On today's episode of Locked On Lightning, we talk about the Lightning falling short in the Stanley Cup final. Looks like this year we're not going to be coming home with any silverware, but don't don't be scared because we'll talk about the offseason, what this means for the Lightning in the offseason as just looking back at the series as a whole, all that more. But first, let's play that music. You're Locked On Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. On this episode of Locked On Lightning, it's a very uh, unfortunate one. One that I have not had to say or something to talk about uh, since I started hosting that this show. And that has been the Lightning uh, are not coming home with a Stanley Cup trophy this year, unfortunately. Uh, and and really just, you know, to start things off, uh, I'd like to congratulate uh, the Colorado Avalanche as well as Chris Vasily and Kyle Sullivan, Sullivan, the host of Locked On Avalanche. Uh, fantastic series. And I was talking to when I appeared on Locked On NHL with Gil Martin. I said if there was going to be a team that was going to dethrone, dethrone the, the Lightning, it would have been this Avalanche team. Uh, at the beginning of the series, uh, Chris Masilli, Kyle Sullivan, and I, especially Chris and I, we've We've been talking about that this has been uh, a matchup in the Stanley Cup final that has really been three years in the making. And, uh, you know, we're not going to really, we're, we're going to unfold and unpack pack this entire series over the next couple of days uh, and as well as certain points in the offseason. But uh, the, the Avalanche were the better team last night, winning two to one. And everything looked all right to start off the game, Steven Stamkos. Uh, with a goal in the first period, the Lightning go into the into the first intermission uh, with 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 the lead, and that's the most you could ask for in in a must win game. Uh, win the small battles, go into the intermissions with leads, and and unfortunately, in the second period, uh, you kind of saw the the Avalanche just completely break down across the board. Something that we have not seen from this team, at least from my point of view since hosting this show we have not seen this lightning team completely fail at the mental game and they did last night you saw there was a lot a lot of frustration going around and deservingly so uh because of the official the officiating was was very spotty i mean it's been spotty all postseason long so there's really not much to complain about i think in that regard um obviously the the nhl has to look at that in the offseason as a whole because let's face it Yes, the officiating there was was an issue at certain times. There could have been calls that could have gone either way. Uh, there was a couple of missed calls that could have gone for the Avalanche. There was a couple of missed calls that obviously could have gone for the the Lightning. But let's make one thing clear, because yeah, I and I'm sure there's obviously there's my usual listenership of of Lightning fans uh, watching this. If you're watching this on YouTube or listening to us on an audio platform, uh, let's make one thing perfectly clear. Lightning did not lose this series on missed calls. The Lightning didn't lose last night solely on calls. They lost on 
their their ability, the lack thereof. Uh, the, the fatigue was an issue there. We spoke about that at multiple points during this series. Uh, there, there was a lot of things that went into this loss last night where really what it comes down to is that the Lightning were not the better team for the first time in, in three years. And, um, you know, really what it came down to last night was that second period. If you want to look at where it all went wrong for Tampa, it was that second period, two goals, uh, the game time goal from Nathan McKinnon, who has had a hell of a postseason, 13 goals now. And there are Terry Lekkinen, his eighth goal of the postseason for the game winner. Uh, and really that's where the lightning failed. And we've seen this at numerous times throughout the, uh, the series where the lightning have a good start to some degree. You know, there's been times where we saw earlier in this series where the lightning were just completely, completely outmatched, outmanned. And they, they figured it out as the series went along and you started to see them start to play better in the first period and you you know note the hesitation there because what happened was it seemed as though the lightning in in this game and in game four um i believe yes it was game four where the lightning as though ran out of ran out of gas as the game went along and the Avalanche did a very good job of capitalizing on that and, and even adding more pressure to that, to the lightning and cutting off their passing lanes and frustrating them and, and forcing turnovers in the neutral zone and in their own zone. And along, and, and you, you mix that in with the, the numerous amount of stakes that the lightning have made throughout this series, as well as not capitalizing during power plays, uh, not capitalizing on good shots, uh, making poor decisions, passing. Uh, that, like I said, there is a ton of things that we are going to unpack from this series over the next couple of days. So, and, and, and really, that's where the Lightning will have to look at themselves in the offseason to make those improvements, whether it be in-house or, you know, look to an outside source, somebody from another organization, uh, a player, whether it be overseas or a player in somewhere else in the NHL. Or in free agency, the Lightning have a lot of lot of decisions that need to be made, a lot of money that needs to be moved around, and the the culmination of those mistakes and things that need to be addressed. Uh, you saw it last night, and these are things that are not new to Lightning fans, or should not be new to Lightning fans, because these are things like I have said on the crossover episodes or on just regular solo episodes here on the sh- on locked on lightning or with locked on avalanche or whomever we had on at one point or another. These are things that needed to be addressed. Things that we saw happen in April when the lightning had numerous losing streaks and, and really you saw a team finally consistently take advantage of those. And so, you know, tip of the cap to the avalanche, they played a fantastic game fantastic game last night alone uh they really overwhelmed the lightning in the second period uh they did a very good job of limiting the chances in front of kemper not allowing the lightning to get things really going at any point after the stamkos goal uh really can doing a good job along the boards uh controlling the puck and 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 
you know, that, like I said, if there was any team that I would have preferred, you know, you never want your team, you never want to see your team lose, especially at this level and, and at this point in the season. But there, if there was ever a team that I would have liked to have, you know, kind of almost hold on to the Stanley Cup, because let's make no mistake here, the Lightning are not done. The Lightning have, I would say, three to four more years to where we start to see, especially this core group, really start to show their age. A lot of these guys are in their early 30s, uh, late 20s, or on the verge of turning 30. So, you know, you still have three to four, maybe five very good years left in this core group to where you might start to see an evolution of this team. So we have tons of time to where the Lightning could get one or maybe even two more cups. Uh, and, and you know, because this is – and and them not, lo- them not winning three years in a row doesn't mean that they're not a dynasty. I believe uh, – and some of you might think I'm a little biased, but by NHL standards in today's NHL, uh, with salary cap issues, with the road that the Lightning have had to travel over the last three years, uh, the, the Tampa Bay Lightning and, and Tampa Bay fans should be proud, and I'm sure they are. I've seen it on Twitter. Tampa, the Tampa Bay Lightning are currently in the midst of a dynasty. The, the book has not been closed. The story has yet to be finished. So that is something to look forward to. Uh, coming up, we'll be talking about just the season as a whole, looking back at it. Where do we go from here? Uh, we'll talk about that. But first, I want to talk about our sponsor today, and that is betonline.net. BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. BetOnline is your continued source for all the sporting wagering, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcast news this season. Uh, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So looking at the season, and before I get into that, I just want to thank all of you for making us your first listen of the day, or if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, making us your first watch of the day. And if you're watching on YouTube, please go ahead and please, if you haven't already done so, subscribe to the podcast, give us a thumbs up, hit that notification bell. So as soon as the newest episode drops, you'll be notified and should be able to listen. And that goes for all audio platforms as well. We are available wherever podcasts are distributed, and we are 100% free. And you can find the show at LO underscore lightning on Twitter, as well as locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter at Danky Dank, D-E-N-K-Y-D-8-N-K. If you want to tweet to me questions for the upcoming postseason or uh, concerns or whatever, you know, you want me to talk about something on the show, go ahead, tweet to me, tweet to the show, let us know, and we'll get to it. So. I spoke at the beginning of the season about expectations. Uh, You know, to be honest, if you're just jumping in, I did not think that the Lightning were going to make it to the Stanley Cup final. Uh, And and my reasoning for that was because everything that has happened over the last couple of years, COVID, playing in the bubble, uh, the the high frequency of the schedule from last year, a game every other day, uh, the, the, the rough road of opponents that the Lightning have had to go through up into this point, coming into the season, and then you tie all of that in and you throw in salary cap restrictions, certain players dealing with injuries, uh, certain superstars out from time to time, 
Uh, let's let's be honest here. Steven Stamkos, Nikita Kucherov, Braden Point. We have, besides the Stanley Cup playoffs, we have not really seen those three guys play together or be healthy at the same time. Uh, and, and really, that's where I was looking at the team. But I still, after all of that, I still thought because of the experience, uh, because of that, the games that they have played, that they have been there before with the veteran presence, with Pat Maroon, with Andre Pallad, with Andre Vasilevsky in net, with, with, with Corey Perry coming in, Pierre-Edouard Belmar coming in. Uh, I still thought that this Tampa team was going to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, and they did, of course. They, they fell behind 2-0 in the first two games against the New York Rangers, came back, won the series, and uh, as we all know, advanced to the Stanley Cup Final. And unfortunately fell short. And if I'm going to grade this season, all things considered, especially with 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 how this team has struggled, the the ups and downs. At one point, let's not forget. At one point, and it doesn't really mean anything, but let's not forget because it to a certain degree it does. It does measure success at that point in the season. Let's not forget that. Tampa was at one point during the regular season, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was around January, uh, even at one point in February as well. Tampa was, if the season ended that day, Tampa would have been the President's Trophy winners. And that was, I think, before we started to see a lot of things unfold with what the struggles were for this team. And, And I'm sure John Cooper will look back at this season and head into training camp next year. And, and that will be something that he will have to address. Uh, the, the poor handling of the puck, the, the moments that we've seen this team not do a good job of that, where they're unable to get any momentum going forward. And, and, and their, their issue of early on in the games of digging themselves these holes where most of the time they come back from, but the other instances, they don't, and, and they, they almost dig a hole too big to climb out of. But if I'm looking back at this season, one being an utter failure and, and 10 being an incredible success, I would say 100%, nine and a half, nine and a half. Um, I, I think that really, you know, obviously the result, the end result is not what we wanted it to be. Um, but if you 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 also have to celebrate uh, the things that this team did because yes, I'm sure every guy on this team, whether they've been on this team the last couple of years or they have just joined us from this past offseason or even at the deadline, um, I'm sure every guy will say that this was a failure in some way. Uh, a lot of these guys, listen. Anytime you come within two wins of winning the Stanley Cup whether you've been there a ton of times before or a ton of time or not at all, uh, it's going to hurt. It's going to, it's, it's going to hurt for a while. This one's going to stick with this team for a while. Um, you saw Pat Maroon's post-game interview uh, last night. He was in tears. He was emotional. Uh, the guy has been to, th- to four straight Stanley cup finals and, and it's still as crushing as if he was losing his first. And, I have to say, at least personally, um, it's weird. It's weird not being at the top of the throne at the NHL season. But 
we still have to look at the accomplishments and celebrate them. Uh, this team, you know, squeaking into the playoffs. And when I say squeaking, not finishing where I would have expected them to in the division. Uh, but, you know, you, you, you go in, all you had to do. And that was kind of the mantra all year with this team. It didn't really matter where they finished. Uh, as long as they got in, you know, and, and they got in and they know what to do and they handled themselves appropriately during the playoffs until last night, which we'll wrap up the show with. But um, yeah, I, I would be, I would tell anyone that is looking at this season from the Tampa side of things uh, to be caution, to be caution. If, 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 if you feel like this was not uh, a success of a season, because it was uh, there's, there's 15 there's 14 other teams um on the in the Eastern Conference that would kill to be in the spot the Lightning were to be two wins away from the Stanley Cup and and the fact like I said the fact that they even got two against a, a Avalanche team who I said it I believe after game 4 the Avalanche are the best team in the NHL they're playing like it 100% uh the way they they ran rough ragged throughout this entire playoffs um, and, and you couple that with where the lightning were and the road they had to take to the Stanley cup final. Um, it was a tough, it was a tough order to ask, uh, the lightning to go into a series against a team who has only lost twice. And the fact that the lightning who had a big series to start things off against the Leafs, and then they, they kind of helped themselves by going and sweeping the President's Trophy winners and then uh, falling down 2 nothing and going back and winning the series against uh, the, the Rangers. Uh, it's a tough order to, to go into a series, ask these guys to come back from 2-1, come back from 3-1, and then try and become not only the, the, the first team since the 1980s to win three straight in a row, but to become the first team and second team only since the 1942 Toronto Maple Leafs uh, to come back from a 3-1 deficit in the Stanley Cup final. Um, it would have been an insane thing to be talking about if we were here um, Tuesday night talking about that. But obviously that's not what happened. Uh, but this Lightning team has done a phenomenal job. I am proud of every player on this team, players that uh, were thrown into instances where – they were asked to, to just jump in and and play the right way. Uh, guys like Riley Nash throughout this entire series has done a phenomenal job because of the absence of, of, of Braden Point. Guys like Nick Paul, who came during the trade deadline, who really, I think, has won the hearts of, of every Lightning fan. Everybody who is very close to this team um, has fallen in love with Nick Paul and the way he plays. Uh, guys like Brandon Hagel, who... Yes, hasn't lived up to what we saw him do in Chicago, but he contributed in other ways. He never got frustrated. He he was able to to come in, do his job, and and do what the Lightning needed of him. Uh, guys like Corey Perry, who came in and really we weren't sure what we were going to see out of the the aging uh, vet. Uh, I had him on the show. I, I I joked with him that he was going to score fifty goals off camera, but uh, he came in this year. It was a huge part of the success of the Lightning. Uh, Ross Colton, who uh, really took his his play from last year, from his rookie year, uh, to a whole nother level this year, 
And last but not least, Steven Stamkos. I know I'm missing a ton of other names of players that uh, really did a phenomenal job because every guy who put on a lightning sweater this year uh, did a phenomenal job and did what they needed to do and contributed in an immense way um, uh, somehow to this team. And and we have an entire offseason to discuss that, and we will we will get to that. Uh, Steven Stamkos, he what what is else there to say? Uh, I believe, and I said it at the beginning of this playoffs that uh, Stamkos is is starting to put himself in the conversation for one of the best captains of all time, and he did that phenomenal season, hundred point season, stayed healthy for a majority of the regular season, was something we haven't been able to see him do in quite a while uh, goes into the playoffs is one of the big guys one of the key contributors to this team uh throughout the run the run and uh i think he's up there you know there's probably a lot of people uh that are going to accuse me of recency bias and that's fine but when you look at the numbers you look at the effect that he's had on this team and what he has done and on on the ice and probably most likely in the dressing room to to elevate his teammates um you got to respect him. You got to respect them. Um, so we'll continue as the regular season. Uh, I mean, excuse me, the off season uh, goes on and, and starts for us. We'll talk about that. Uh, we'll look at every player. We'll do great evaluations. So keep an eye out for that as the season, uh, as the off season, as the summer rolls along, along the NHL draft is in a couple of weeks. So the lightning have some decisions that they need to make contracts are expiring it's going to be a hell of an offseason for the Tampa Bay Lightning and I'm looking forward to it and looking to see what moves Julian Brees boss makes to get these guys back in the Stanley Cup final so let's wrap things up and I saved this for last even though this isn't really something I really wanted to discuss in detail but it was something that bothered me last night and and no, it's not the officiating. It is something that I noticed here and there throughout the playoffs more and more, especially in this series. And I'm curious as to see what we're going to hear in the coming days. And that is the body language and the play of Nikita Kucherov. Now, anyone that has listened or watched this show knows that I am one of the biggest Nikita Kucherov fans there is. Uh, I think he is really a player that doesn't get enough of his uh, enough credit for what he does and what he can do on the ice. I think there are also times where he doesn't use his talents to 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 his advantage. We saw that in this series. There was games where he was very much engaged, where he he was shooting a lot. He was facilitating the puck. Uh, some of those times when he was facilitating the puck, uh, he should have just taken a shot, passed up um, a very good number of, of opportunities down low. There was, there was moments, especially in this game six last night, that uh, I feel he hesitated and it almost looked like he was doubting himself. And we could talk about that. And yes, to a certain degree, that affected me. That that affected me in a way, and it bothered me. But the thing that really bothered me, and and the thing that I've always been able to say, win, lose, ugly win, ugly loss, great win, is that as and even over the last two years, 
is that this Lightning team has done everything they've done. They failed. They succeeded. They've done everything with class. They did everything with grace. And last night in the closing seconds, and, and I spoke about it on Twitter a little bit, but Nikita Kucherov broke his stick, skated back to the bench, equipment manager, um, didn't have a stick ready. Kucherov throws his gloves at him. And now at any point in the regular, if this happened in the regular season, okay, you know what? Equipment guy should have been ready to go. Uh, a, a very rare miss by these guys because a lot of people know that those guys have a tough job. They're keeping up with a hundred different things at once. And on top of that, they have to be ready to hand players their equipment when it breaks, if and when it breaks. And in this game, in in the final moments, uh, you know, the guy didn't show up. And that was kind of just across the board. Uh, this team mentally was was not there at the end of the game. Uh, but it was how Nikita Kucherov did it, where if it happened off camera, okay. But, you know, in today's age, regardless of what happens, you have to handle things a certain way. If, if Kucherov wanted to talk to the guy after the game and be like, dude, you got you to gotta be ready. That's, that's one thing. But to throw your gloves at another human being in the way he did, especially in a loss like this, and the way he played throughout the series, um, it was disappointing. It was very disappointing. It was a disappointing night for Kucherov. Uh, like I said, I'm curious to see what is going to be said in the coming days about it. I really doubt there will be anything said about it. Uh, just the way the nature hockey is with players and media, uh, they're going to want to keep it in, in-house. Uh, I haven't really read or, or listened or watched anything uh, that much from last night in the post game. So I will look through it. And, and if there's anything I see that is worthy of, of mentioning, we'll talk about it on the next episode. But I was very disappointed in him. Uh, even though he doesn't wear an A or a C on his sweater, uh, make no doubt about it, Nikita Kucherov is one of the leaders on this team. And for him to do that uh, does not set a good example. Um, you know, it's one thing to get on your teammates, but it's get, it's it's another to somewhat openly embarrass and, and put that stuff out there. You know, like I said, if that happened behind closed doors, that's one thing. But to do that uh, in that way, I don't care if he threw his gloves at him or he threw a stick at him or whatever whatever could have been done or would have been done in that situation. You got to handle it a different way. And I'm sure he was frustrated and I'm sure he didn't let his emotions get the the best of him. But yeah, uh, can't be having that in the final seconds, especially in one of the biggest games in the biggest game of the year. Uh, so going forward, make sure to like and subscribe to the pod. Give us a follow once again on our social media pages uh, listed below. Listed below if you're following us on YouTube, they're on the link in the comment section. Oh, and hit that comment section. Let us know how do you feel about last night? How do you feel about this season as a whole? Uh, and, and what do you want to see happen the most in the coming weeks? Because like I said, we have contracts that need to be negotiated. We got the NHL draft uh, and, and there's going to be a lot of moves this offseason, possible trades. That might happen. Uh, the Lightning need to, might need to shuffle around some money, might need to move some some players out that you may not agree with the moves with at that time. Uh, I don't think it's going to be anything major but or any blockbuster-type trade, but who knows in this league? Probably not with the cap constrictions. But please go ahead, 
and hit that notification bell, whether you're listening to us on an audio platform or watching us on YouTube, so you can follow and stay up to date on all the latest news surrounding the Tampa Bay Lightning. So that's been it for this episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.